0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Luke chapter 1, and uh, we began yesterday in verse 67 with Zechariah's Benedictus, his prophecy. We've heard Mary's Magnificat, and then we looked yesterday at Zechariah's first words after having been silenced by God uh, for asking a question when the angel Gabriel came to him in the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement. He's been writing stuff down for people to read from him. And his baby boy has just been born in, in a miraculous fulfillment of prophecy. His bride was filled with the Holy Spirit. He is filled with the Holy Spirit, says it right here in Luke 1:67. And so this spirit-filled couple are about to be used of God to uh, may just bring about something miraculous. And that miracle is going to be big and hairy and smelly and awesome. It's John the Baptist, the kind of man who probably sneezed like a wildebeest. It's 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 remarkable because Zachariah is a priest, and he's got this son at last. Everybody thought he'd be named Zachariah. Everybody thought that he'd also be a priest, and now Zachariah finally starts talking again, and he insists. You know, he has insisted that that his his son's name is to be John because that's the name assigned by God, and in his Benedictus in verse seventy six. something that caught everybody off guard. And you, child, speaking to his newborn son, who's only eight days old and has just now come forward for both circumcision and to be named. This was a, this was common practice to name the boy on the eighth day when he was circumcised. Here's verse 76, and you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. These two verses uh, were shocking on a couple of levels because evidently the priest's son is not going to be a priest. He's going to be something different. Look at what word I just highlighted. If you're watching this on allies.network, he's a prophet. The priest would have a son who's a prophet. This was shocking because it had been 400 years since there'd been a prophet. In the Old Testament, we have Malachi. That's the last book in, in, you know, the modern Protestant Bible of the Old Testament. And then the very first book of the New Testament is Matthew. And between those two books, 400 years. 400 years. That's a long time, especially for an American like me. I mean, our whole nation isn't even... 300 years old yet. so imagine like the whole history of America and then go farther than that. I mean it, it's it's crazy like take the whole history uh, for the existence of the automobile and it's almost quadruple that it, it, take take your your great great grandma and how old she was you know and then man it's even older than that like for 400 years people have been waiting in silence for a prophet from God. The Old Testament seems to have ended on this cliffhanger, and it foretold this forerunner to the Messiah, who would come to be known as Elijah. Not to be conflated with the Elijah who was swept up into heaven, you know, in a chariot of fire, but to come in the spirit of Elijah, in the tradition, the ministry of Elijah. And he would have this mission to reconcile the children to their fathers, to, to make straight, a path for the Lord. When royalty would come into town, there would be those who would go before them and proclaim that they were coming. And this was the role of John the Baptist. As spoken over him by his father, he would be a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins." because our god's merciful compassion because of our god's merciful compassion the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace have you ever seen the moment the sunrise really begins you can sort of see signs of it coming the sky begins to change shade and and the the darkness begins to abate and then boom in an instant there's this breach of the darkness. It's pierced by the brilliant light of the sun and the sun fully emerges. This is the imagery that uh, Zechariah has evoked to describe the state of things because they were pretty bleak for Israel, but now the sun is rising. So the child grew up and became strong in spirit. Indeed, this, this, this child would grow very strong in spirit. He would take religious leaders to task. He would call them broods of vipers. He would ask them who warned them to flee from the coming wrath. And he would wear camel hair and eat locusts and wild honey and stay out in the wilderness, it says, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. So uh, there's this feral prophet out there in the woods somewhere. Zechariah and Elizabeth's son is, you know, out there eating bugs (laughs) and that's the forerunner to the Messiah. It's not what people expected. He didn't show up in robes and regalia. He showed up looking like this, right? That's, that's John the Baptist. Now, we've studied the book of Isaiah as well. And in Isaiah chapter 40, this is part one, though, you need the part two book, I think, Uh, in Isaiah chapter 40, we, we saw these opening verses, comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and announce to her that her time of hard service is over, her iniquity has been pardoned, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, a voice of one crying out, prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness, make a straight highway for our God in the desert." Every valley will be lifted up and every mountain will be leveled and the uneven ground will become smooth and the rough places a plain and the glory of the Lord will appear and all humanity together will see it for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is a prophecy about John the Baptist and as he served as forerunner to the Messiah to be born. Uh, Speaking of Malachi, the last book of the Bible, here it is. Malachi chapter four, verse five and six. Look, I'm going to send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. It's a bit of a downer note, isn't it? And this was kind of the last word from God for 400 years until this moment. Now, when John the Baptist would even come and be asked, are you Elijah, are you the forerunner? He would deny it. He would say no. Uh, But of course he would. Of course he would. Like his parents, he is humble. But Jesus would affirm the fact that he is indeed. He is indeed the one who was prophesied. And John the Baptist's life would be anticlimactic the guy would end up in prison and he would end up getting beheaded but there's something in John the Baptist that every modern christian needs to emulate john the baptist's role as spoken over him by his father in this benedictus was to prepare the way of the lord all right that's that's from that's from isaiah 40 it was to uh it was to go before the lord and prepare his ways to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. John the Baptist would herald the first coming of Christ. You and I must herald the second coming of Christ. John the Baptist would tell Old Testament Israel about salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. And you and I have been given the great commission by Jesus. To make disciples of Christ so that the people of Seattle in the context of the Redemption Church likewise would have knowledge of salvation to the forgiveness of their sins. This Benedictus is immense and ever relevant. Do you remember in Jurassic Park when Tim was shocked by the perimeter fence? As one by one, the power was turned back on. Tim had to jump, but he was scared and he held on. So he said, okay, I'll count to three. He goes, one two, and then he's shocked and knocked out. They don't hear from Tim for a little bit. Falls to the ground and then uh, the archaeologist, the the paleontologist, and and the girl, his sister, just freak out and they try to resuscitate him and then he wakes up and says, three. This is, this is Zachariah's (laughs) three. It was expected that he would deliver this benediction right after emerging from the Holy of Holies. Instead, he is spoken now on the day that his son is named. And what an incredible, what an incredible benediction it is. It's more than everybody bargained for. It's about nine or so months late, uh, but it's even better than they could imagine because his son is not going to succeed him in the priesthood. He will be a Nazarite and he'll be the greatest priest ever born of a woman. But he'd be more than that. He's a prophet who would come in fulfillment of Isaiah, in fulfillment of Malachi, in the spirit of Elijah, to prepare the path of the Lord. You and I have inherited this ministry now from John the Baptist, not as Nazarites and not as heralds of the first coming, but as the second. May everyone in proximity to us have knowledge of salvation for the forgiveness of their sins. Christian, this Christmas season, prepare the way.